Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number three of the program. I know we always say it's a busy show. Most of the time it is. Man, today it lived up to the hype. With one hour still to go, we still got a lot to touch on. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd with you on this Monday, November 13th, 2023. We are in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, where family and fun come together. Their overstock sale continues at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Currently, got a little mixture of clouds and sun. We're looking at a high today of 71. Right now, it's 52. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 48 degrees. Want to talk some NFL here, and then we'll get back to your calls and texts on all the topics that we have touched on. Uh, Interesting, though, that we had an NFL week that included a record five game-winning field goals as time expired. Five. Oh, it was a uh, it was a great day of NFL football yesterday. But the the noon games, like the endings of the noon games, like they were all there was like three games at once. So you're trying to like they're all coming down to the wire and field goals. It was it was a lot of fun. That was a, that was a that was a fun day of football yesterday. It wasn't for me. I lost every NFL play yesterday, every single one. Now. I could I could I've been as lucky as this guy? Well, no, because I don't bet the kind of money this guy did. But did you read about this payout um, for a parlay? Let me get it for you. One of the largest payouts on a parlay bet ever reported by a U.S. sports book came down to the final seconds, and a winning drive authored by Houston Texans, Texans rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, who has been incredible. A better in Florida, Florida, won five point five million dollars. On a $500,000 four-leg NFL parlay with the newly reopened Hard Rock Sportsbook, when Texans kicker Matt Amendola hit a 38-yard field goal on the final play to lift Houston to a 30-27 win over the Bengals. The four legs of the same-game parlay were the Texans to beat the Bengals, the Texans-Bengals to go over 44.5 points, Texans running back Devin Singletary to score a touchdown and Singletary to go over 51 and a half rushing yards. He had 150. They all hit $5.5 million. First of all, I don't have $500,000 to throw around on a bet, but still, you got to have the cojones. I don't care how rich you are to throw that kind of money down, but that was a big payoff. Man, oh man. The, um, so you, I mean, Brandon gave you the easy, like the Cowboys yesterday was as easy as betting gets. It was. <laughs> the Cowboys versus Tommy DeVito is, they had beaten them 40 to nothing with Daniel Jones. You throw Tommy DeVito in there, like that, that there was not going to be enough points. They could have had Phil Simms. They could have had Eli Manning. They, the Giants weren't winning that game. Cowboys, absolutely dominant performance. You know, we played. Uh, we played me and my son in our survivor pool. A lot of uh, teams had already played the cow- already had the Cowboys. So a lot of teams, because there were a lot of surprises. The Bengals losing that game. A lot of people lost in the survivor pool. We coasted to the win with the Cowboys. But yeah, I didn't put any coin on that. I would have to put a lot of coin just to make a little bit of money. You take a minus the seventeen. Like they were, there was never a doubt. Yeah, but it was still. What was the payout? Minus one ten. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a normal point line. Yeah, I know. I, I, I got to have some. I, if I'm going to play, I got to have a little. Oh, action. you want to lose? That's right. I forgot you want to lose. I want to lose. <laughs> I forgot you want to do the parlay. You said lose. College Cause, football. Because losing 
$10 is way better than winning $10. Well, I, it doesn't, it's a waste of my time for $10. I mean, I'm not betting a lot, but I'm going for better odds. And look, I hit, I hit on NBA, I hit on college football. I just, NFL is like, it's not even worth my, my try going out there and, and playing the NFL. It's too tough. It's too damn tough. All right, let's go over some of these games. And, and here's another one. Bet C.D. Lamb over his receiving yards every week. Yeah. And A.J. Brown over his receiving yards every week. Yeah. No, you're right. So are you a millionaire now? No, but I did, I, I did really well yesterday. I'm sure, no, I'm, I'm not I, being sarcastic. I did, I did very well in the Cowboys game yesterday. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm sure you're probably And I did very well in the Lions-Chargers game yesterday because I had a lot of guys over. Uh, another college football coaching move. This is not a firing, though. Brady Hoke is announced he will retire at the end of the season. He's the head football coach at San Diego State, formerly at Michigan. Uh, somebody says Brandon also gave us the Jaguars. That was not a good one. But the Cowboys was his paddle game. Guess which one I lost? The Jaguars. I lost on that one. Uh, Indy, what did you bet them? I had the Jaguars um, in a parlay with... Cincinnati, <laughs> they lost. So, so the Jaguars didn't lose it. You would have lost anyway. And the Steelers, and I got the Steelers. Steelers was minus three. I don't know. It was just, you know what? I woke up. I was so tired from Friday. Got back from Charlotte. I'm in my bed. I slept late Sunday morning, the only time I could sleep late. And I'm like, my eyes are like, got stuff in my eyes, you know, sleep in my eyes. And I'm trying to make a couple of plays just to make. I didn't even look at it. I didn't even study it. It was stupid. It was a waste of money. I go out there and I watch the team. Cincinnati losing that game. It, it, the, they had been on a run, a roll. Cincinnati, I thought, would win that game. I only had them on the money line. All they had to do was win the game outright. They come back. They rally after the pick by Stroud. The only thing he did bad was that one pick. I think the entire season, he's been great. And then he leads them to the drive. They get the game-winning field goal. I lose the game. The um, the one thing, if there, one thing to know about the NFL, as soon as you think a team's really good, they will lose. Yes, it's just the way the NFL is. Yes, it's, you're right is, about it that. It is a crazy league. Um, Unless you're the Patriots. You just don't understand. Like, you can't comprehend a lot of the stuff that goes on in the NFL. It was funny at the end of that Jaguars 49ers game when they were trying to get McCaffrey the touchdown to set the record. Like, I, I, if they would, I mean, if he would have scored. That'd be ultimately embarrassing for the Jaguars. When literally you know that the only thing they are doing is trying to get this guy a touchdown. So there is no doubt. There's not a chance literally in the world that anybody else is going to touch the football. So good on the Jaguars to at least be able to stop him there. Now, they didn't stop him the rest of the day. But if he would have got that touchdown, like this would be the most embarrassing thing ever for the Jaguars. When all they're doing, you know for 100%. You don't have Connor Stallions could didn't even you don't even need Connor Stallions to tell us tell you hey the ball's going to Christian McCaffrey four straight times and then McCaffrey after the game he didn't get the touchdown he said what he say something like I'm, I'm just not a very good player or something like that <laughs> something to that effect I'm like oh my gosh all right so in Frankfurt Germany the early game Indy my Colts they're five and five they beat New England so New England is one team that you know is bad and continues to be bad they score six freaking points come on. Let's be honest here. When are they going to give up on Mac Jones? I know they finally benched him. Bailey Zappi came in. He threw that critical fourth quarter pick. Mac Jones did. Jonathan Taylor had a touchdown run for the Colts. 23 carries, 69 yards. That is sad with the Patriots. Uh, I mean, this After is, all those this years, is, this you know? This is as bad as it's ever been under Belichick. And I, the, the thing yesterday, I, I get it. He threw the terrible interception all that. But it, that was unfair to Bailey Zappi. But hey, you've been sitting on the sideline all day. Um, 
Go run the two minute drill and try and win the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? It's ridiculous. I mean, that's just that you talk about putting a person in a place to fail. That's like that's impossible. Hey, get warmed up. You got the two minute drill. We're gonna try and go we're gonna get one drive to go win the game. You're gonna do it. Yeah. Good luck to you, buddy. Yeah, but they I mean, come on. I think they've seen enough of Mac Jones to know that that he's not the answer. But New England, yeah, they you know, what have they done over the last twenty years, right? You feel bad for these guys. Um, so they're now two and eight. Tampa Bay beat Tennessee 20 to 6. Tennessee with Will Levis at quarterback. Again, he's done some good things. They're just, they're lifeless, this team. They have Derrick Henry. They have DeAndre Hopkins. Six total points. Buck snap a four game losing streak as they improve to four and five. Houston and Cincinnati, we just talked about that game. CJ Stroud, he is, well, he's got the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. That's wrapped up. Give it to him today. He may end up, who knows, depending on where Houston is at the end of the season, if they're in the postseason, he has a chance to be the most valuable player. As a rookie, it has not happened since the 50s. And D'Amico Ryans is a great chance to be the coach of the year. They won how many games last year, Houston? Three? Uh, three or four? Was it three? They screwed themselves by winning the last game, was it? Or something like that to, to lose out on the draft pick? Yeah, Zach, can you check that? I think it was three. Or two. Might have been two, and they lost the tiebreaker. Okay. Like that. I but can't remember. They they have won. They didn't win many. They've won five games already. They're five and four, and they beat the Bengals in Cincinnati? Come on, C.J. Stroud. Incredible. No, he's, he's He has been nothing short of awesome. Like And I, as I said last week, I didn't see it for him this quickly. I thought he could be a good NFL quarterback, but I did not see him coming in and doing it right away. And, I mean, yes, the interception was terrible and gave Cincinnati a chance to try and come back and win that game, but that's the only mistake. The dude just doesn't make mistakes, and he continues to make throws that are just unbelievable. He puts it right on the spot it has to be Throws into small windows. You know, they didn't have Nico Collins, their best receiver. Doesn't matter. Noah Brown goes crazy. Um, you've got Tank Dell going crazy. They're playing without Damian Pierce. That doesn't matter either. Devin Singletary steps in. But Stroud's the one orchestrating it all. He is. He has just been absolutely just, again, he just outdueled Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was playing... Look like the best football of any quarterback in the NFL, and here he goes at home, and C.J. Stroud just comes in and beats him. It, it's that's that's crazy. Total of three wins, three thirteen and one. The Texans were last year, and again, I don't want to go down the avenue. It's too early that that was a mistake by Carolina taking Bryce Young. It's just a different situation right now in Carolina. He's got no help. I want to see Bryce Young playing a lot more games before I make a judgment on him. But C.J. Stroud, I'm ready to make a judgment. This guy, I think, is the real deal. Pittsburgh beats Green Bay 23-19. They're now 6-3. Green Bay drops to 3-6. Cleveland and Baltimore had a doozy. Dustin Hopkins winning the game on a 40-yard field goal as time expired. And Cleveland wins in Baltimore to go to 6-3. Baltimore is 7-3. That AFC North is crazy. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I don't understand how Baltimore blew that lead in that game. Um, it looked like they were completely in control of that game. And again, Lamar made some mistakes. Just when you think a team's really good, mm-hmm. they find a way to do something to say, hey, we're not that good. Yep. <laughs> Slow down. We're not that good. Um, there's no way, no way they should possibly lose that game with that lead. Um, give, 
you know, Deshaun, Give Deshaun Watson some credit. credit. Yeah. He made some plays after the disaster early and some bad, you know, the, the pick six right off the bat and everything else. But um, he made some plays and made some key plays. And at the, the kicker missed the extra point to tie the game. Gets the second chance and comes through with the field goal. He that you talk about going from goat to hero yep. in a hurry. Uh, that's that that life can change quickly as a kicker in the NFL. Yeah, I felt bad, man. They come back. They looks like they're going to tie. He missed that extra point. I thought they were doomed, but they came back and won. San Francisco throttled Jacksonville. You just made the the point about Jacksonville. Just when you think they're good, all of a sudden, or if you think they're bad, somebody comes. Six and three now, San Francisco, six and three, Jacksonville. Brock Purdy, people were starting to question that. Is he a system quarterback? He doesn't have all his weapons. He's not as good. No, he's not as good without all the weapons. But he's still darn good. 19 of 26, 296, three touchdowns. You'll take that any day of the week. And he outdoled Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence made mistakes. Two picks, lost at least one fumble that I know of when I was watching. Uh, just a bad performance by Trevor Lawrence. Well, that, um, first of all, offensively, Debo Samuel back in, they look a lot better. It's, right. I mean, when you have McCaffrey and Samuel, it's it's tough. Like, but it doesn't to, mean any quarterback to, can make all those plays and all those throws. No. Uh, now the first touchdown was a prayer that should have never been thrown that you end up getting. But um, but yeah, I, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey just make that team really hard no to guard because of the versatility. And then you know when they went out and got Chase Young, the the that pass rush. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, the, what, the first drive, he got sacked twice. He's hard the second drive. At the, like, they're all over. That pass rush is nasty. And then you throw in the linebackers with Fred Warner. Like, that defense up front is tough to deal with. And it's going to be tough to deal with for anybody. And if, if they stay healthy, um, they're certainly going to be right there. Because if, if Samuel and McCaffrey are healthy, that offense is just completely different. Warner and Boza, that combination, you're right, Chase Young, but there's others on that defense. Just incredible. Minnesota. They beat New Orleans 27-19. to They are now 6-4. and four. Two straight weeks without Kirk Cousins, who was having a great year before he got hurt. They bring in Josh Dobbs. I still don't know if Josh Dobbs has an apartment yet. He probably is just in a hotel. He wins again. 23 of 34, 268 in a touchdown, eight rushes for 44 yards and a touchdown. The Saints lose Derek Carr. Jameis Winston comes in, threw two touchdowns, but he also threw two picks. But Josh Dobbs continues to be the story for Minnesota. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, at least this week he like knew who he was throwing to. Like, knew the guys <laughs> he names. knew their names. Um, so that made it a little easier on him. But uh yeah, it's it's pretty incredible to come in and, and do what he did last week and then turn right around and be impressive again this week and get another one against the Saints defense that's actually pretty darn good. Uh, their offense, not so much, but their defense is good. That's a, that's a pretty incredible story. Arizona beats Atlanta. I don't know if they were trying to win, but they win 25-23. to 23. They're 2-8. and eight. Atlanta drops to 4-6. and six. Matt Prater, 23-yard field goal to win it as... Time expired. Kyler Murray back for Arizona, 19 of 32, 249, threw a pick, six rushes, 33 yards, and a touchdown. And a touchdown. I don't know if they're showcasing Murray for other teams or they're going to keep Murray, but Arizona in the mix for the number one pick, get a W. Again, they're out. I know the players are out there trying. They're trying to win. I kind of said that tongue in cheek, but. It doesn't help. <laughs> They're now 2-8. and eight. But they did get another look at Kyler Murray and will continue the rest of the season as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, and the one run he made was 
That's that's what Kyler Murray can do. That dude is so fast when he gets going, and dude ran backwards like thirty yards, and then turns the corner and he's gone. Um, he can he can make some special plays, especially with his legs. Thank you, by the way, to Atlanta for finally um, realizing that Bijan Robinson is pretty good. Yes, and you might actually want to just let him touch the ball once in a while. Um, the last couple of weeks, they're finally. I think realizing that, so they're letting him touch the ball, and weirdly enough, good things seem to be happening when B. John Robinson is touching the ball. Did Heineke start, and then Ritter came in, or how yeah, did that work? Got hurt, yeah. And he got hurt, and then Ritter came in. Okay, all right. We'll get to the rest of the NFL when we return. We're also going to listen to that epic rant by Taylor Jenkins and uh, talk about where that stands as far as the uh, the annals of uh, rant history. We'll get back to your calls and texts on Tigers basketball, Tigers football, college football in general, the NFL, 360-8255, all coming up as we continue here on Sports 56 Morning. Still a lot to get to. I do want to tell you about Corky's Ribs and Barbecue, one of our great sponsors, a Memphis tradition for four decades, and they have been catering for that same length of time. As soon as they started, they started getting into the catering business. And you can have any event, no matter how small, how large, catered by Corky's. Get that delicious slow-smoke barbecue. They can start you out as low as $8.99 per person. Now, when you head over for lunch or dinner, add a third of a rack of ribs for just $6.99 when you purchase an entree, barbecue sandwich, maybe the reward-winning catfish plate or any entree. Party pack started just $7.49. They have lunch specials every day. You can... Uh, you can head to the Poplar Avenue location in Memphis, the Poplar Avenue location in Collierville. Uh, if you're out in Germantown, Germantown Parkway, or out in uh, Cordova, excuse me, Germantown Parkway, and then Goodman Road in Olive Branch. So four convenient locations. Corky's gift cards, hey, stocking stuffers, right? Christmas right around the corner. Pick up a Corky's gift card and stock that, or stuff that, I should say, in the stocking. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week, and also if you want to use their private party room, you can. All you need to do is call and reserve your date and time at either the Cordova or the Olive Branch locations. It's Corky's Ribs and Barbecue. We'll take a quick time out. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Power is everything. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Continuing on with our look back at the NFL. It was Detroit outscoring the Chargers in a while, won 41-38. Detroit 7-2, Chargers 4-5 now. Riley Patterson, Eli, the former Memphis Tiger, with the game-winning kick as time expired for the Lions. Yeah, that was a fun game, uh, which was expected that these two teams would probably score a bunch of points. Um, Once again, Brandon Staley's defense, which he is in charge of, uh, cannot get any stops. And um, it's not looking good for him, probably, at the end of this year. The... um, but uh, yeah, that was a, that was that was entertaining and uh, good for Riley to to knock that through and and get the winner. And Dan Campbell just keeps on turning out wins for the, with that Lions team. Golf was twenty three of thirty three for three thirty three and two touchdowns. Herbert in a losing effort twenty seven of forty three twenty three four touchdowns and a pick. Your Cowboys, as we uh, talked about just for a, a short time earlier in the show, forty nine ten over the Giants. 
Tommy DeVito's dad, he wasn't happy. Did you see him? Double the fourth down call, he was not happy. <laughs> he, he was getting a little Which, upset. But I, I do want to remind him, his son is Tommy DeVito, so I don't know that we really want to start sending him back there to pass on fourth down either. But no, that uh, the, the fourth down play that he was upset with, like I, that was a weird call, like just a little... The handoff the bar? Straight handoff. Like, I, it was yeah. really weird, but um, they had like they had no chance. Like, it was just... That that team's terrible. Poor Tommy was in. He's in a he's in a rough spot there. Offensive line is not very good. Um, other than Barkley, there's not much around him. It's uh, it's good. Good luck to the the, the little Devito. It is a mess. <laughs> the uh, but on the other side, Dak once again was exceptional. They finally got Brandon Cooks going. Brandon Cooks had really done nothing this year. Then he finally goes off. But CD Lamb. The one-handed catch he made yesterday, that's his, like, that's insane. I know these gloves are good, but to just on dead run, like holding the defender off with one hand and just reach your other hand out there, just let the ball plant in it, that dude is, he's on one right now. And then just get him the football. Good things happen. They have finally realized that, thank God, and now he's the first ever with the three straight 10 catches, 150-yard games. They're getting good production from Turd Ferguson. I, I hate to say it, but the one guy who's really not producing that much is Tony Bollard. He's I listen, he was really good as the change of pace back. I still I wish they would get a goal line back. He's not very good at the goal line. And that's part of their problem in the red zone. Like they can't run the football at all down there. Um Zeke Elliott was a great short yardage back. And then you had Pollard as the change of pace off of them. Pollard just hasn't been able to get anything going being the every down back. And down in the red zone, he really has trouble. They really have trouble running the football. Seattle improved to 6-3, and 29-26 over Washington. Commanders dropped to 4-6. and six. Tough one for the Commanders. They scored a touchdown with 52 seconds left, but Seattle drives down the field, led by Geno Smith and Jason Myers. Kicks the 43-yard game winner as time expired. And then Sunday night, what a doozy. Vegas beat the Jets 16-12. Vegas 5-5. Five five. Jets are 4-5. I know that you have um, Aaron Rodgers saying that he hopes to be back by mid-December. Well, if the Jets are out of it by mid-December, I don't know if he wants to come back. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 116 yards rushing for the Raiders. And Greg Zerline, four field goals for the Jets. That was their entire offense. So another rough one for Zach Wilson, who does not throw a touchdown pass. I saw this tweet from CBS. The four quarterbacks who have thrown a passing touchdown on 2.1% of their attempts since the merger with a minimum of 500 attempts, Chris Wenke, Ryan Leaf, Deshaun Kaiser, Zach Wilson. 2.1% of their attempts, he's thrown a touchdown. The Jets have gone 36 straight drives without a touchdown. Uh, The last time that they had a touchdown drive of more than one play was the Broncos game five games ago. Oh, my gosh. The only two touchdowns they've scored since then have been one-play drives, one after a turnover against the Eagles, an eight-yard run. The other was a 50-yard pass to Brees Hall. That's it. They have the last touchdown drive of more than one play was five games ago. Rough one for the Metropolitan football fans uh, with their Jets and their Giants. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills, who are the crazy thing is they almost they still almost won last night. Like the the, oh, Hell the Mary, Raiders are not a great Garrett team. Wilson, I think he might have caught the ball if the other guy hadn't deflected it on the Hell Mary. That's true. Now, no true 
Metropolitan New Yorker would claim the Buffalo Bills, even though it's in the same state. But the Bills are in action tonight. Monday night football, they are 5-4, and four, and they are in desperate need of a win. Denver, 3-5, and five, played very well the last couple of games before they had their bye week. But Buffalo is a seven-point favorite. We'll have that game for you right here on Sports 56, beginning with the pregame at 7 o'clock. I just need a good game out of Josh Allen. To win your week? Need about 20. Give me about 20 points, Josh Allen. We should be good to go. I think you might be okay with that. All right, we're going to go back to uh, what we talked about in Hour 2. Well, one of the topics, and that's, of course, the Grizzlies. They split two over the weekend, losing Friday against Utah, and then going out to Los Angeles and beating the Clippers yesterday. The win came after that uh, post-game rant by Taylor Jenkins after the Friday night loss to the Utah Jazz, which dropped the Grizzlies at that time to 1-8. and It was a game in which Jaron Jackson Jr. was ejected. And then afterwards, Taylor Jenkins let it fly. Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of calls that ended up not going your way in this game. Just how would you describe, you know, the feeling between yourself and the team? you know, when a game kind of plays out that way. Sure, uh, saddle up. Uh, one of the most poorly officiated games I've ever seen, recorded, I'm fine with it. Atrocious. <clears throat> Jaron Jackson plays 23 minutes and is in the paint all night. He's one of the most professional players in this league and he gets a double technical foul. And the, the excuse I get is that he's charging at an official. It's called de-escalation. 29 free throws to 13, and I'm not that coach. You can go back in the history. I've done this one other time. Our team is competing their ass off. Competing their ass off. And this is what happens. The interactions right now with the officials, complete disrespect. I don't know what's coming. It's unbelievable the looks on the faces when I'm trying to engage in conversation to defend our guys that are busting their tail right now. Busting their tail. And Jaron Jackson's one of the most professional guys. And if you go watch the play, two possessions in a row, he gets hacked underneath the basket, zero free throw attempts. I'm not trying to put a name on a jersey and this guy should earn these fouls and all that stuff. Watch the game. 29 free throws to basically like there was seven. And then at the end of the game, a few more added. I don't understand it when guys are competing their tails off. And we got stuff we can clean up. Sometimes we're grabbing, we're holding, and one's like, oh, man, here. In the heat of the battle, when conversations are trying to be had, notices trying to be made on things that are happening, and there's not the enforcement of it, it blows my mind. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Our guys are competing their tails off. We got to play better. We got to coach better. We got to play better. But I don't get tonight whatsoever. Again, I'm going to go back to the interactions. Stern, nothing. Stonewall, ignoring. And then you wonder why our guys are trying to compete. I don't get it. I look forward to watching the tape, getting responses to when I send clips in, all that stuff, to see what should have happened. And you wonder why. Haven't done this most of my career, all that stuff, but I got to defend my guys when they're competing their tail off. And we're not trying to lose our heads. We're trying to go out and win basketball games and try to play better. It's as simple as that. We're trying to play better. We're trying to play better. There's got a lot of better that's got to go around. A lot of better that's got to go around. Look at the numbers. Look at the clips. Thank you. (laughs) I'd love to talk to you guys more, but with all due respect, leave it at that. Thank you all. I don't know. He sounds like somebody, and I can't think of who it is that that I've – that he 
a couple times he delves it, and I can't I can't picture who it is, but he sounds exactly like somebody. He he was so upset that a couple of times I thought he was about to cry. To be honest with you, uh, he was not making excuses. This is a guy who doesn't do that, as he said. He did it one other time. Uh, he did say he knows what's coming, and he's right. He got hit with a $25,000 fine. This wasn't just simply protecting his players. He was making a statement. Now, there was a lot of things that I think were, were brewing that came to a boil, and a volcanic eruption happened. But I don't have an issue with anything he said. It was an epic rant, and of course, our producer extraordinaire cleaned that thing up for you. He he was letting the expletives fly, but we weren't hearing them on the air because we like uh, not to be fined by the FCC. Again, I like for- the fact that he was polite at the end. Like he let it all out. It's like yeah, it was like thank you. I can't really want to talk right now. I talked to y'all, you know, in in, in L.A. Like, yeah, he said I, I'd like to say more. Is, yeah, is what he, he said. I mean, again, for a coach to come out and say officiating was effing atrocious. Like you just don't see <laughs> even the good rants like are more the the all that other stuff. You just don't see him <laughs> saying the officiating was effing atrocious. Like now, that's no yeah, and don't get me wrong, if they were seven and one as opposed to one and seven, even with those bad calls, he doesn't do that. No. He doesn't do that. But it was a combination of a lot of things and it came to a head. Uh Max says Jenkins knows he's a dead man walking. Forget the refs, the job being out. Jenkins has taken the Grizz as far as he can. We need a new coach. See, I don't I don't buy that. I do not buy that. I, I, I think this we were just talking about him as a coach of the year candidate. His hand that he has been dealt, it's not his fault. I think he's a really good coach. I think they like playing for him. I think he's a good he, he plans out a good game and strategy. I know there's some things, there's some issues. I, I understand that. But I don't know how much better you're going to do. This this year is an anomaly with all the crap that has happened, all the injuries, jaw put him in this position. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I don't think he should be fired. I don't think he will be fired. But there, I've heard people say that they believe that he will be. And just like the I will, I will said, say this, I, that when I first heard the rant, I thought like that sounds like a coach that is a little worried about his job. Maybe like that. You you often get that from the coach who is like, oh gosh, like I got to do something. Like I gotta I gotta come out really show that I'm fighting for my guys and all of this stuff. Yeah, okay. And, the, I, I, and, and I, I don't have no problem with it. It's it's great. I love the rant, but when I first heard, I was like, okay, now Taylor's starting to feel some pressure. Now he's starting to it's starting to like, okay, I we we're really struggling. We can't win a home game. I need to do something. This team, and I, I can't believe I'm sticking up for him in this way because you know what I think. I mean, I don't care what happens in the regular season for the most part. I care what happens in the postseason. But they were number two in the West the last two years under this guy. I I don't think he should be fired. I don't think he will be. But if he is, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not saying what people like this texter is saying is crazy by any stretch of the imagination. But to dump it all on him, I think is absolutely ridiculous. What do you think? I mean, I've heard other hosts, other radio hosts I, in the city say he's he's done. Uh, if this continues, I think he will get. I mean, if they're three and twenty-two when like before, if they don't, that I that I think he very well could. And the, my thing with firing him right now, I don't know who the hell you're going to make the coach. There's no, 
I, if you're taking somebody off of that staff, that's not worth firing Taylor Jenkins over right no. now. What, are you going to elevate Brad Jones? So if you want respect? to... Uh, yeah, I mean, and Brad's a fine guy, but like, yeah. it's, when, I don't think anything's going to change. Like, that's not going to be like, oh, now suddenly it's a drastic change. If if you had some, like, big up-and-coming coach or something on the bench that I thought, okay, this guy would be better. But I and so I, you know, I don't think he gets fired in season. Now, after the season, certainly we'll see where this all goes, and I wouldn't be surprised. And, you know, I brought up many times, I know that there's a lot of people that believe he is kind of the Doug Collins of the Bull, of the Grizzlies, you know, to what Doug Collins was with the Bulls. He was the guy that kind of gets you to this point. But if you really want to get over the top, you need somebody else. He's not capable of doing that. Jaws not owed anything for the predicament he's put this team in, but I bet you everything runs through him as far as that's concerned. If they were going to make a move with Taylor Jenkins, I bet you they're consulting with Jaw. I, I think that makes a lot of sense for them to, to do that. I don't think they're at that point yet. I don't. But as far as the record in 25, I just went over some of the schedule that's coming up uh, earlier in the show, an hour or two. Holy smokes, they're 2-8 they're and eight in 10 games. They're on a pace to win five games then go 5-20. and 20. I think that's what's going to happen probably somewhere around 5 or 6. I was hoping it could be 8 or 9. I, I don't see them going on a winning streak. Again, with the Clippers, they're dysfunctional, and they almost rallied to win that game. But give the Grizzlies credit, they were able to hunker down and win it in the end. I just don't know where all these wins are coming from. And look at Houston, a team that was expected to be at the bottom of the West. They rattled off how many in a row now? Five in a row? Six. Six in a row. The uh, the Grizzlies have gotten out of last place in offensive rating. They got back to 29th. Congratulations on that one. Uh, Keith Texan says the Grizzlies need to get rid of Zaire Williams. The guy is a bust and very weak. He's a bust. I I I am not a big fan of him. But Zaire's got how many years left on his deal? Two. Uh, what year is this? I mean, they don't have they picked up a. I think they picked up his option, fourth year option or fifth year option that they picked up. It's just a fourth year. Yeah, they haven't picked up. I mean, the move they're going to make, assuming there's no trade, and I can't assume that they they could possibly make a deal, but Bismack Biombo's being kept. I I think we're all in agreement, right? After 25 games, somebody's getting cut, and it looks like it's either going to be Junior or Laravia. Cut their ties with Laravia, and he has a couple years, right? Or Junior, I don't, I don't see where else the move. And Gilliard is is a two way guy, so that doesn't count. But that's what I see. Another text says, "Shout out to the Grizzlies closing out the win in L.A. over the Clippers with Smart making a hell of a play in the final seconds." He did. He had a really good game, one of his better, if not the best, game he's played so far as a Grizz. Uh, let's see here. I think that was all of the text on the uh, the Grizzlies. Uh. Yeah, I think that's all the ones on the Grizzlies as far as that is concerned. Folks, Genesis Diamonds Day, their big event over the weekend. Hope you're able to get over there and take advantage of some unbelievable prices that they were giving you over the weekend at Genesis Diamonds. Now, every single day, you're going to get low, low prices on an amazing selection with the holiday season just about here. If you really want to make a special someone, get something special for a special someone, go see the folks at Genesis Diamonds. If you're thinking about popping the question, the selection of engagement rings is absolutely out of this world. You could absolutely going to make somebody feel great. Even if it's not an engagement ring, maybe it's just some other piece of jewelry. The folks at Genesis Diamonds, not only the selection, but the prices 
as well. They cut out layers of middlemen with direct importer prices. That's what you're going to find, and you're going to find an amazing selection at Genesis Diamonds. And they're fully stocked right now. Fabulous selection of one-of-a-kind designer jewelry, colored gemstone jewelry, case after case of rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, the fabulous collection of luxury pre-owned Rolex watches, all at Genesis Diamonds, located in the Poplar Common Shopping Center. That's Poplar and Perkins Extended. Go by, check them out for this holiday season at Genesis Diamonds. Will the Memphis Tigers basketball team jump into the top 25? They'd have to jump a lot of teams. We'll talk about that to wrap it up when we return. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Witness the power. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. I've been roaming around, always looking down at all I see. Acura Memphis, Ridgeway 385, online AcuraMemphis.com. Other like another few days of some really nice weather to go by take a test drive and check out all those vehicles on the lot at Acura Memphis from new vehicles to pre-owned vehicles certified pre-owned Acuras find all that Acura Memphis and great people to deal with as well you can also of course get a lot of information online on the website at AcuraOfMemphis.com uh, Brady Hoke has announced that he's retiring at the end of the year yeah so we got at least four that's at least four openings that we know two in the SEC and two in the Mountain West yeah you must have been sleeping when I brought it up about an hour ago. I did not. I, did not, I, I missed that. <laughs> but you're right. There are four. And counting, who knows how many more. Yeah, for those who missed it, Zach Arnett. Let go by Mississippi State. Yesterday, the Jimbo Fisher news, the Andy Avalos news at Boise State. So these coaching moves are coming in fast and furious. So, Eli, we were talking about this earlier. The Associated Press Top 25 men's basketball poll will come out at around noon. Is it possible for Memphis that didn't get a lot of consideration leaps into the top 25? Now, Jeff Goodman, John Rothstein, those that cover basketball, those two guys at least, and I'm sure they have a vote, they have voted Memphis in at number 25. I'm looking to see who lost in the top 25 from last week. We know that Michigan State lost. We know that Duke lost, but they're not dropping out of the top 25. I don't have everybody's results but I can tell you St. Mary's did lose over the weekend. They are 23. So you know, I guess it's possible, but they would have to jump over a bunch of teams who were receiving votes. Memphis received seven votes last week. In front of them, Wisconsin got 53, Colorado 49, UCLA 47, on and on and on. I can tell you one team that will not be going into the top 25, my Maryland Terrapins. Lost to Davidson and to UAB. What a disaster. Mississippi State, by the way, got 20 as well, but Memphis only seven. They could take the big leap, though, with a huge win at Missouri. Yeah, like I talked about last Friday when we were talking about it, that, you know, for if Memphis got the win because it was a road win, it would be easier for them to make the leap into the top 25 than Missouri had they just won a home game. Um, but that's a, a very good road win for the Tigers. 
Um, you know, not many of those teams losing. It's difficult to jump over all of them because generally voters aren't going to just jump teams over them without somebody losing. But um, early in the season, if they are, you know, all the voters could be a little different. And some people may look at it and say, okay, my preseason poll was all guessing now that I've actually seen games played and a team gets a nice road win. I'll reward them for that and move them into the top 25. So I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they're able to crack in there, but um, I'm also not going to be surprised if they're you know in that 26 to 30 range and the others receiving votes. Exactly. And our friend uh, Parthu Pajai, who joins us uh, quite frequently, and I do a podcast with him each and every week at the Daily Memphian, he does have a vote, and he ranks Memphis at number 25. And he had him at 25, I think. In the preseason. That's right. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, he was one of the most they, the yeah. they were already getting. That's true. Um, in the preseason. So um, that's not a change as far as his. It's how many new people put him in there. And that, right. that will be the question. Folks, uh, Thanksgiving now is it's next week. Week from Thursday is Thanksgiving. If you're in charge of the bird, you want to make sure you do it right. If you got to get those supplies, go see the folks at Memphis Barbecue Supply. I have a by the way, Jimmy, if you're listening, I'll be stopping by to see you today. I got to come by and get some charcoal and some other things. Not for Thanksgiving because I'm not uh, not going to be here to cook the bird this year. But um, if you are doing it, whether you're smoking it, whether you're deep frying it, whether you're just cooking in the oven, well, you need the brines and the injections, all that stuff. Well, they've got you taken care of at Memphis Barbecue Supply. Of course, if you're smoking it on the grill, they've got your charcoal, they've got your woods, pellets, all of that stuff. They've got that for you at Memphis Barbecue Supply. Plus, over 300 different rubs and sauces that they've got if not just for cooking the turkey of course for cooking anything on the grill around the house the folks at memphis barbecue supply have you taken care of it a knowledgeable staff to help you as well 7041 stage road 7041 stage road that's where they're located you can also find them online mbbqsupply.com for those brines bags buckets all of that other stuff all of the things you need for a great thanksgiving turkey go see the folks at memphis barbecue supply Supply. All right. That was a busy three hours. We certainly hope you enjoyed it. Again, Monday Night Football tonight. It is the Bills playing host to the Broncos. We'll have that game for you right here on Sports 56, beginning with the pregame at 7. The Memphis women playing UT on the road at Thompson Bowling today in women's basketball, 5.30 tip-off time, Memphis versus Tennessee. That'll do it for us today. Big thanks to Barrett Salee for joining us on the program. Tomorrow among our guests, Connor O'Gara will talk uh, – with Zoe Goodson, the men's basketball coach at Rhodes, during our Rhodes athletic segment. Jeff Crane from the University of Memphis is back. Five favorite things. We'll give you the topic for Wednesday. Plus, Humdinger's trivia. It's all coming up on the program tomorrow. For Eli Savoy and for Zach Boyd, I'm Greg Gaston. Have a great Monday, everybody.